0: Hey guys, welcome along to uh, Skim Me Up Body and we're getting into another of the classic Star Trek shows this is uh, episode 9 from season 1, it's called Dagger of the Mind I really, really enjoyed this episode and uh, I don't know, part of me is like when I was watching it I'm fairly conscious these days of content going out onto the internet and uh, it's partly the reason why Star Trek in particular for me, and my mind, had to be an audio podcast instead of a series on my review channel. There's a lot of shows, and not just the original run of the series, but the Next Generation Enterprise as well, for one, that are just jumping to mind as I'm talking about it, would be the sorts of episodes that could fairly swiftly get a show cancelled in today's culture that's really, it's, it's so strange these days I'm just, you know, being a creator on the internet myself I'm just, I'm very wary of what I can and cannot do these days everybody gets upset at absolutely everything and an example of that in my own history would be um, you know, I know um jumping off track here very quickly. But uh just when I'm on that subject I did I myself taught creator. I didn't go to school to learn that sort of stuff, as you probably realize from sound quality and whatnot. But uh uh I produced and directed a short film called Conclusions a few years back and it was uh, based on suicide awareness suicide prevention sort of a deal and uh, based upon my own story from my own past and the thing I swiftly realised whenever I was making that film trying to get it funded and put out there was the extreme backlash that you get from simply the subject matter it doesn't matter what was on the film what the intentions of the film were I got a lot of kickback from people that consider themselves Christians, let's just say, you know, uh, I had this, I was actually told at one point by uh, a holy rolling Christian that I should actually go and uh, commit suicide myself, go take your own life, it's just everybody gets offended so quick at a lot of stuff, no matter what your intentions are, the, the conclusions, the intention behind that film was to help people that were maybe in that frame of mind <clears throat> that just uh, you know if you were watching it you could probably relate to it maybe give you a a bit of a different perspective on it you know the kind of like the the effect that that sort of thing would have on someone was my intention behind it the person themselves going through it gives you that kind of you know the flip side of the coin sort of deal because whenever you're in a certain situation and you're mentally in that sort of space you tend to kind of just see where you're at and not and again it's based on my own past Uh, you know you tend to see your own situation where you're at where you think you're going instead of the bigger picture, you know, the, the other side of the coins, so that was kind of the deal with that short film. But as I say, a lot of the people just hated it. <clears throat> now I'm not just talking, you know, they watched the film and hated it. That was like a, uh, you know, the context of the film or the subject matter of it. You know, they heard it was about suicide awareness. Weren't interested in even checking it out just got offended because of the the nature of the film so i kind of come have that mindset of going into some of the star trek things and dagger of the mind is uh very psychological based on the the characters and what's happening in it uh there is a planet tantalus five it's a colony where criminally insane people are confined for treatment it's uh a hospital planet essentially. And uh there's this doctor, Tristan Adams, he's a psychiatrist. He's famous for advocating more humane treatment for the criminally insane patients. Uh, at the beginning of the ender- the Enterprise <laughs> at the beginning of the episode the Enterprise uh makes a supply run to the planet. And uh after the the Enterprise delivers supplies and receives cargo from the planet a box and a man emerges from the container uh, nobody knows he's beamed on board uh, he assaults the technician and the transporter room and eventually he reaches the bridge you know, I'm cutting the episode down here kind of slightly because I don't want to destroy it for you, you know, there are all the spoilers in here don't get me wrong but uh, my intention right here with these episodes is to get you to go check out the series for yourself. If you've never checked out Star Trek. You're interested in the whole space science fiction thing. Classic show. Even the new stuff. I'm absolutely loving it. But uh. In this episode. This psychotic patient. That skips Tantalus V. On the Enterprise. In this box. He attacks one of the technicians. In the. The transporter room. And eventually reaching the bridge. He demands asylum. From Captain Kirk. Uh. But Spark subdues him with the the Vulcan neck pinch. I love seeing that coming, in the series. It's just one of the highlights for me. Spock Spark would just, as nice as you like, just walk up behind someone and boom, knock him out. Uh, in the sick bay, the intruder identifies himself as Simon Van Gelder, but he's having problems, and actually tell the details of what he wants to tell. It's almost as if whenever he's going under. to say something, he'll go into a psychotic rage or you know, breakout in emotions and McCoy is, you know, repeatedly having to use the hypo on him and put him under, you know. Uh, computer checks revealed that he's he's not actually a patient on Tantalus 5 but Doctor Adams assistant. And when Captain Kirk informs to handle us of Van Gelder's capture Dr Adams claims that Van Gelder's testing of a new experimental treatment device on himself is responsible for the condition that he's in uh, McCoy comes to the bridge hears the back and forth on the 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 communicators between the doctor and Captain Kirk and he's suspicious of what's going on here he can't put his finger on it He just knows there's something wrong. And he urges Kirk to investigate. You know. McCoy is like. Some people kind of find it strange. that, In my. History with watching the show. uh, People were always a bit weird about. You know how come. Captain Kirk has. Full control of the enterprise. But McCoy is always the one that's. Really really challenging. You know Kirk. Or Spock does the same thing with Kirk a lot, but McCoy is, you know, almost jumping ranks at times on board the Enterprise. But the basically, the doctor in the Enterprise or any starship is essentially the highest rank in there when you really think about it. Like, he has the authority to actually take the captain out of command of a ship if he feels that the captain is acting irrationally or whatever so he's the power that the doctor actually has on the enterprise is as you know far stretching not just the enterprise any other starship as well but i digress mccoy says Look, i'm putting this into my log that i'm Suspicious about this, and you're going to have to answer it in your log. So he puts Kirk on the spot. Kirk at the beginning of the episode is quite happily going to take. uh, Van Gelder back to the planet, but uh, you know whenever McCoy puts him on the spot, you know this is your career. This is your it's your job to check out everything that's going on here. If I put it into my log and you don't do anything about it, so Kirk at this stage has to go check it out. So uh, Kirk transports down to the colony of one of the ship's I say, psychiatrist, Dr. Helen Noel, And Dr. Adams introduces him to a strangely emotionless therapist, Lethe, I want to say. Her name is Lethe. <laughs> and, uh, you know, she's introduced as a person that was brought to the colony as uh you know a criminal, criminally insane and she stayed on after her treatment was over as a therapist but she's incredibly emotionless probably more so than Spock, of course Spock you know he represses his emotions as being a Vulcan but there's always that slight little bit there but this woman is almost like a talking like a computer more or less uh, Adams then gives Kirk and uh, Doctor Noel a tour of the colony. Although he is affable and accommodating, his staff all seem lacking in emotions. Adams shows Kirk and Noel the treatment room device here referred to as a neutralizer and this is also this information is also come out from. Uh, Van Gelder on the Enterprise to Spock and McCoy now the two of them are kind of like there's, there's more going on in here than meets the eye um, he claims, Dr Adams claims the machine harmless at low intensity Uh shoes do to calm, agitated inmates. Noel is satisfied with his explanation but Kirk remains suspicious as well he should be, uh, on the Enterprise of course Van Yelder becomes increasingly frantic warning that the Latin party is in danger but when he tries to explain what the danger is refers to the neutralizer he's convulsing with pain so uh, you know, he seems completely off his trolley and seen in this episode but there's more going on right here uh, Spock mind melds with Van Gelder. This is the first time in the run the original series we see this sort of thing and uh, he's reluctant to do it to a human. He's never done it to a human before but McCoy is like you know Jim Kirk is potentially in trouble here. If there's something you can do to find out what's going on you need to do it. So kind of reluctantly at the start Spock does main mail with Van Gelder and breaks down whatever this is that's keeping him from telling them what's going on. Spock learns that the the neural neutralizer can empty the mind completely of thoughts, leaving only the unbearable feeling of loneliness and that Adams has been using it on inmates and staff to gain total control over their minds. Uh, The first officer assembles a security team. Of course, the first officer, Ben, spock and uh but the colonies force field blocks and you know when this thing's up it you can't beam down to the planet so it's it's a security measure Uh, communication as well of the settings is right you can't get communications for you either unaware of what's going on in the ship kirk decides to test a neural neutralizer on himself with Noelle at the controls and she finds that she can easily implant thoughts into Kirk's mind even altering his memory of a recent Christmas party encounter between the two of them Uh, there's a bit of a stressed relationship between Kirk and Noelle Kirk seemed to be unaware of her presence on the Enterprise which to me was kind of You know, there's a lot of people on the Enterprise, don't get me wrong, but you would think him in the role of captain should have more an awareness of who's actually on the Enterprise. So, as a big a fan of Star Trek as I am, I, being a creator, as I said at the beginning of the podcast, I tend to watch things in a fairly objective light. You know, I can enjoy it for what it is, but I can, you know, kind of pick it apart as well for whatever faults is in there. It's, It's... It's just the kind of the downside to being a creator at the end of the day. You are very much aware of how things are done and whatnot. So that was kind of the thing that jumped out to me in the episode. Uh, She puts these thoughts into his mind, like make him relive it a little bit different than what had actually happened. Um, While she's doing this, uh, Adams appears overpowers Noel along with one of his employees more or less and seizes controls and increases the neutralizers intensity, and proceeds to, my my notes, I tend to trip over my words whenever I'm reading (coughs) excuse me, Um, he proceeds to convince Kirk that he has been madly in love with Noel for years and Kirk and Noel are now then confined to quarters on Kirk's orders, uh, Noel enters the facility's uh, physical plant through the, the ventilation duct. You know, he's still fairly much in control of his own mind at this point. And uh, interprets, she interrupts Kirk's next neutralizer session by shutting off the power to the entire complex. Uh, freed from the neutralizer, Kirk attacks Adams, leaving him alone and unconscious on the treatment room floor. A guard discovers Noelle's sabotage. They have a fight and she def- defeats him by pushing him back into the electric circuitry uh with a you know just she kicks him in it, and he gets pretty much electrocuted killed in the spot and you know the power of the plant everything's down that takes down the security shield which means Spock and the away team can then beam in to try and save Kirk and Noelle but when Spock lands she's left the room so he's not aware exactly of what is going on at this point so he restores power to the plant to the, the colony itself and Radio's Enterprise tell them that the shield has been neutralized, and you know everything's good to go on the surface. But with the power now on again, uh, it reactivates the neural neutralizer, which is at full strength. And Doctor Adams is in there on his own, and uh, it empties his mind completely. And when Spock meets up with Captain Kirk and Noel, Kirk remembers Adams is in there and they rush back to the room where this, you know, laser's at and shut it down, but Adams is dead on the floor. Um, there's an interesting line at the end of this episode where, like, Kirk is like, or Noelle is comments that you know this device shouldn't have killed Adams because it wasn't wasn't at full intensity at that stage and Kirk remarks is like you know, can you imagine what it'd be like and here getting your mind completely emptied of absolutely everything and not even having a tormentor for company and uh at the, back at the Enterprise, at the end of the episode, Kirk's informed that Van Gelder, now back to his normal self, apparently has destroyed the Neural neutralizer, And Kirk and McCoy comments that he's surprised that uh, someone could die from loneliness. Uh, but Kirk, after experience, he's not surprised. No, you wouldn't be surprised if you actually sat in that chair. So there's a, a moment of quiet reflection at the end of the episode because Kirk had great respect for Doctor Adams and always wished that he could have met him. And when he did, he discovered that he was, you know, crazy, criminally insane in his own way let's just say, so it's a very, very interesting episode, it deals with a lot of psychological issues, which, in my experience, could be highly offensive these days to a lot of people, but it's a fantastic, fantastic episode, Um, it definitely stands the test of time, it's hard to believe that this show, you know, it's hard to believe and it's not hard to believe at the same time, you know, looking at the show now, uh, you can see its age, at times, but the, the, the stories are fairly timeless. on Star Trek, and this the original air date for Dagger of the Mind was November 3rd, 1966. So hard to believe it's that, that far back. Um, the performances in this episode were fantastic. Uh, James Gregory as Dr. Adams was great, Van Gelder. Uh, Morgan Woodward he did a fantastic job as that tortured soul in this episode Marianna Hill as Helen Noel was fantastic in it as well and of course the the series regulars do their regular fantastic work so uh, definitely this is uh, one of those episodes that is a pleasant surprise and the series so that's going to do it for this podcast guys hope you enjoyed it and uh hopefully i haven't destroyed it too badly for you but definitely go check out the original series of star trek don't let it put you off that it's such an old show uh, it's a classic and uh yes i enjoy it it's one of these shows that i can watch over and over again and not get fed up with it so uh until the next episode guys we're going to stay safe and in this next episode we're going to start on to season one of Star Trek Discovery so that's the way this show is going to be if you're a first time listener that's the way this podcast is going to be going with Star Trek alone, we're going to be going through the the classic episodes on a Tuesday and we're going to be doing one of the newer shows on Thursday I think maybe I've got that wrong way about. Actually, I have. It's uh, a Tuesday. It's going to be the new Star Trek, like Discovery and all those shows. And on the Thursday, we're going to be doing the classics, uh, like the original series. And then eventually we'll finish with that. Next Generation DS9 Voyager. This show is going to last forever. So if you're a Star Trek fan or a science fiction fan in general, follow the show give it a little bit of a written review and uh, bear with me as I keep going trying to get my foot in as a podcaster I still kind of struggle with the audio only platform I'm more of a, a visual freak at the end of the day but uh, yes science fiction is your thing this is the place to be we're probably at some point going to do Random Saturdays As a kind of a brainwave I had the other evening there I was doing a video on YouTube Talking about this new uh, reboot of Quantum Leap That has been talked about recently And I was thinking, you know the old show The original run of Quantum Leap Again, is another series that uh, in today's society even though it was a family show, didn't shy away from the the big, big issues. And uh, was fairly, not graphic in tone, but graphic in message at times. And another one of these shows that I feel that uh, you could get into trouble talking about on YouTube. It's really, really strange when it comes to content creation these days. People, again get so easily offended so quickly that uh, you kind of feel that you need to be stupidly careful in the stuff you cover these days, particularly on YouTube. So it's been a science fiction show, probably be a random Saturday series, so we'll see what happens. We'll just play up here right now and see what's happening because I'm juggling a few podcasts right now. There's not just this one. There's a horror podcast called Hellmouth Hotline, if you're interested in horror, check that out. And uh, the Here's Rodders Vlogs and Reviews podcast, it's more or less, uh, I've got a vlog channel and a review channel on YouTube. Um, normally i just strip the audio from the reviews, put it onto that podcast, but you know, anything I'd do on the vlog channel that would kind of work in an audible fashion? ends up there as well so you know there's quite a bit of content so check out coinsagemedia.com for everything all the short films and whatnot are over there as well along with the short film conclusions i was talking about at the beginning of the episode so you know if this isn't your cup of tea something over there might be so stay safe guys and i'll talk to you again on tuesday